And we're back with another episode of the What the Bleep Are They Talking About podcast, where we don't always know what we're talking about, and some of the journalists don't always know what they're talking about either. That's very true. But we find some pretty interesting articles, and we like to talk about them. With me is Jennifer. Hey, everybody. My right-hand girl. Is that a is that a phrase? Yeah. Am I to your, I am to your right. Okay. You are. I That's don't think good. you're to my right on the, on the cameras. No. You're above me, I think. No. Below me. Anyway, I'm below you. Anyway, uh, before we Maybe get started, I that. remember to like, subscribe, and comment down below. And push the little bell thing to oh, yeah, get notifications when we post, which hopefully you already did, and that's how we got you here. When are they going to get rid of that bell? They've been doing that for a while, but don't, everyone just seems to complain about it. Don't we want people to get notifications when we post, though? I know, but they always seem to be changing something around. That's true. Anyway, do all four of those things. Um, and we have this first article about the Olympics and cannabis. So this episode, we've got a couple couple articles about what's going on in the Olympics. But this first one, everyone is up in arms because apparently Megan Rapinoe is promoting CBD, but at the same time, Shikari Robinson missed the Olympics because she tested positive for THC. But those are fairly different. They're different. The Olympic Committee uh, CBD is legal and THC is not. And they say on their website that you can do CBD, but to use caution because cannabis contains both of those compounds along with a lot of other compounds. Mm -hmm. And it's very difficult to separate the CBD the THC and all of the other ones. So you could test positive if you're just taking what you think is pure CBD. CBD. That makes sense. So we'll kind of see what's going on. Mm-hmm. But the this article is from Forbes, and it states that for the first time in the Olympics' 125-year modern history, elite athletes are being open about their use of cannabis products to prepare them for the world's biggest stage in sports. Leading the charge is Olympic gold medalist and U.S. soccer women's national team star Megan Rapinoe, who incorporates CBD into her training routine using products from Mendy, a company founded by her sister, Rachel Rapinoe and Brett Schwager. Mendy's founder started the company to create a brand of hemp-derived cannabinols that provide athletes with natural wellness solutions to help them recover better and perform at their best. I think CBD, I think all of that's like anti-inflammatory. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to do a lot of good things for like your joints and all sorts of stuff. So it could be beneficial. And while Mendy has assembled a team of top athletes as brand ambassadors, the company hopes to tap into a market of consumers looking for more natural approaches to health and wellness. To quote, we really believe there is a movement and a flood of people wanting healthier alternative medications. They don't want what we typically have been prescribed in this country, whether it's over-the-counter meds, prescription opiates, sleeping pills, or various tools to help with stress and anxiety, Rachel Rapinoe says in a Zoom meeting. So we want to give people the healthiest option to stay on top of their game longer, specifically positioned with athletes. Besides Megan Rapinoe, Mendy's team of athlete ambassadors heading to the Summer Olympics, kicking off the Tokyo, 
kicking off in Tokyo this week includes hurdler Devin Allen, softball outfielder Haley McClenney, and WNBA champion and four-time Olympic gold medalist Sue Bird, who engage, is engaged to be married to Megan and will serve as the flag bearer at Friday's Olympic opening ceremony. Which, stay tuned, we have a sultry article about a flag bearer, a male flag bearer that Jennifer is going to read later on. But while the athletes have been using CBD leading up to the competition, they will not be able to bring it with them to Japan. Such things such as CBD gummies and topical sticks. See, I don't do CBD or any of these things. Neither do I. I have no idea what they're talking about. (laughs) Uh, Given the regulatory environment, that makes taking products made from cannabis across international borders risky and Japan's strict anti-cannabis laws, it's safer to leave their CBD regimen at home. It's a point Rachel makes clear during our conversation. Although cannabis is on the world stage for the first time ever, we're not saying that it's there in Tokyo, she stresses. What we are saying is that we've been on the journey to get these athletes to the world's biggest stage, and they've been taking our products every day for the past year or two years to help them with marginal gains. Every time you get a better night's sleep, every time you recover better from the last batch of exercises, then your performance is going to be better the next time. Changing views on cannabis and sports. So, obviously... The views have been changing, especially with the, I guess, the cultural change of of making cannabis and weed and those sorts of things more mainstream. I mean, for how many states have medical marijuana legalized now? I don't know. I don't know. know It's a a few, though. Yeah. So. And it is beneficial. I mean, don't they say, isn't the story that it was not legal because you couldn't pay taxes on it or there's this whole thing where they didn't want hemp to outproduce the forestry industry or something like that the lumber industry i remember hearing something about that yeah but it does seem like it is a beneficial thing especially with all the research that's coming out it's good for anti-inflammatory it's good for anxiety and depression and chronic illnesses so hopefully it's one of those you know But it's like you said, it just kind of shows changing times Mm -hmm. and that luckily things like the Olympics aren't just sitting firm in nope, none, zero, nothing, which a lot of things tend to do in our world. It's like Mm -hmm. we've never done this before, so we're not starting now. So it's good to see. I think they are, they're a scientific body because the CBD is legal and that was based on, that was evidence-based on that it wasn't impacting performance and the whole problem with THC is that there's the possibility that it could be so you're right they are evolving with the times but I don't think they're evolving because of the cultural shift I think it's more so it's it's just a a science-based I would hope anyway because I I think we talked about this before we did if it does have some sort of ergogenic effect in which it's enhancing performance then it should definitely be banned yeah because i mean when it comes to winning and losing if the difference is you know taking thc or not i mean it just provides a competitive advantage that would be unfair 
for sure. But it doesn't look like it does that. I mean, but anyway. Uh, the World Anti-Doping Agency removed CBD from its list of prohibited substances in September 2017. Oh, yeah, so exactly what we talked about. Uh, but the change was not effective until January 1st, 2018, giving Olympic athletes little time to incorporate CBD into their training programs for the Winter Games being held the following months in South Korea. The legislation of hemp via the 2018 Farm Bill further reduced the perceived risk of using CBD for many athletes. THC, however, remains on the list of banned substances, as much of the world learned earlier this month with the suspension and disqualification of sprinter and Olympic hopeful Shikari Richardson after she tested positive for the compound primarily responsible for the high associated with marijuana. Right, so I think CBD is more of the the medication side of things. Mm -hmm. and Theoretically, the, you're not supposed to get a high from just CBD products. Right, I think this, the THC is just the... Uh, the high, like they're saying. Uh, Rachel says that during her tenure as a professional soccer player, she often prescribed powerful drugs, including opiates, to help her manage the pain from the many injuries she endured. Unfortunately, effective natural remedies were not available, a fact that she di that did not sit well with her. I would come home from uh, I I come from a long history of drug addiction in the family, particularly particularly heroin and opiates, she explained. So I have an interesting emotional relationship with drugs. With the change in the WADA policy that allows athletes to take advantage of benefits of cannabinols, Megan says that she has been using a variety of CBD formulations that help her stay on top of her game. CBD has become part of my all-natural recovery system, and I use it throughout the day to help with pain and inflammation, stabilize my mood, and get better sleep. Instead of taking Advil and other pain management meds, I've almost exclusively substituted the Mendy CBD products, Megan Rapinoe writes via email. I use them right after training, popping a gummy or gel capsule for pain, and it calms me down. Megan says that besides relieving her physical ailments, the CBD gummy she takes daily helps her mood and mental health. It's my go-to go -to, to calm me down after a hard day of training or a game, as well as for sleep, she explains. I've noticed a significant difference in my stress and anxiety levels when I am consistently using Mendy CBD products versus when I don't. She's, she's, a, great, just, she's a great spokesperson. Really? She's just she's straight like, up advertising this I mean, product. it's almost as if she's like, try this product. Yes. Like, she's straight looking into the camera going, Mendy CBD. I gotta admire that. When you're done having Megan Rapinoe's Kellogg's Frosted Flakes, make sure you try out Mendy's CBD pills. So, I mean... But it is her sister, so. Yeah, but she's really she's laying it, it on. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. I almost don't believe that she actually takes it. <laughs> I just she, love how we had that exact same thought at the exact same time. Like, really, you thought that she doesn't was, actually take it? Oh and she's no, just, about the like how how much she was playing it up. Oh yeah. So, but um, I feel like she does though. I don't. I mean, maybe she does. Because what? But I don't think she takes it as much as maybe, maybe she's not as much making as she's it look like. On. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. So, but anyway. but I, I would like to know how much of a cut she's getting. Not that I care, but... Well, I mean, they called her one of their spokes. So she's athletes, getting a cut. She's got to so. be. Her and her fiancé. Yeah. 
Uh, Megan says that she is really bummed about not being able to take CBD products to Japan. I'm so sad that I can't take Mendy's CBD at the Olympic Games. I'm surprised that we did not have Mendy's CBD back in that sentence. Um, adding that they have been instrumental the past two years in all aspects of my life. So it's quite frustrating that I can't use them to compete on the world's biggest stage. But this at, like, this puts a question in my head. Mm-hmm. If you're used to using this training regimen and mm-hmm. you know, you're competing and yeah, using this for point. recovery, yeah. mm-hmm. is your performance now that you, and you knew you weren't gonna be able to use mm-hmm. this coming into it, mm-hmm. is it really benefiting you? It was benefiting you for training, which is great. Right. But now you're used to having that as your regimen. Are you going to be sleeping as well? Are you going to get that pain relief? Mm-hmm. Yeah, your How body is that going to help you? Yeah, your body has acclimated to the use of CBD, and now you've taken yourself out of that climate that you Essentially created. cold turkey. Yeah. So I just... This is like a theme I guess we've I been seeing. So which, much. In which these athletes are doing something, and then all of a sudden they're not doing it during the Olympic Games. And they all seem to be suffering from it. You know, it, she they lost their game to Sweden. I'm sure there's other games they'll do just fine. There was the, the swim teams that are complaining about the swimsuits. but They're losing. Well, maybe not they're losing, but our argument was, you know, it, they were probably practicing in those things but then they're now just making a statement but exactly. now they're wearing something different than they were probably practicing in to qualify in and so it's probably impacting their performance somehow there we didn't want to call anybody out but it just right. kind of seems more like we're making statements than competing we're is advertising we're making statements yeah we're which is fine you're on the mm-hmm. one of the world's biggest stages yeah make your statement but then it kind of also went back a little bit to the Simone Biles thing mm-hmm. that we'll talk about a little later. Right. Those those spots could go to people who are going to do their best and compete for their country. Right. Rather than someone who's just going to come out. who kn- It almost seems like they know they're not going to do their best, but they go anyway. And then they make a scene because they know, well, I'm not going to get first, but if I say this or I do this, then I I'll get an advertisement spot. And it kind of sounds like it's... I can sell more CBD for my sister. It sounds like it's mostly the Americans. I know. They're so annoying. God, those Americans. Like, we know we're not going to be the best. Right. So we may as well make a statement. Mm-hmm. I, it's not just the Americans. But okay. it, seem, it seems like it. From it's, these articles that we've chosen, apparently. Yeah. But and I don't know. Again, like, it's great. Make your statements. Mm-hmm. I'm all for that. You're... But it's sad. The Olympics... How many people really care about the Olympics? We're reading these articles. I don't care about the Olympics. I don't care about the Olympics. It's, it's sad because maybe it's a representation of how far it's fallen from being a cultural or a, a, a country thing that people can rally behind. And now it's just something athletes do for themselves. Well, the sad thing, too, is is I walked in and I said, okay, so what happened to Simone Biles? Whereas yesterday you were like, did you see this awesome skateboarder that, like, just won the, oh, the, yeah. the gold medal? Yeah, and the 13 so, or 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. So what I had heard about during the course of, you know, the day and mm-hmm. then hearing the news was, oh, look, protest, Simone Biles doing stuff and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then to actually get an awesome piece mm-hmm. of 
news about an Olympic sport that I didn't even know was an Olympic sport took way more digging and took you to be like, hey, did you see this? And I was like, no, I didn't. Right. So what you're saying is that you're just inundated from the media about all of these protests. All of the protests. All, all the of screaming. All of the, oh, what is this, you know, six-time Olympic right. athlete doing now? Whereas that was an awesome video of mm-hmm. her winning that. And you had no idea. Had zero clue. Zero clue. For everyone out there, look it up. Uh, She's it's awesome. Two girls. It's two girls, yeah. actually. There's a 13-year-old and a 14-year-old. One's Japanese and the other ones, I don't know. I don't know. But they're 13, they're One 14 One was Japanese and then... But they're both skateboarders, which yeah. is cool. Which I didn't even know you could be that young in the Olympics. I didn't know skateboarding was in the Olympics. Yeah, so. that's true. And it's not even just... Ska- it's street skateboarding and then another type of skateboarding as well. So it's... What, like longboarding? I don't know. That's the only other kind of skateboarding I know. I don't remember. It was two separate, like... Scootering. <laughs> Extreme scootering. It was two separate, like, skateboarding. I'm, I'm not up but on the terminology. But those are the stories people so. want to hear. Those are absolutely the stories people want to hear. We have to listen to these protest stories every day. Not just during the Olympics, but every day. There's some person complaining about this, that, or the other thing. And now we have the Olympics, and we have to hear about the same thing. I want more stories about the 13 or 14 year old who are kicking ass on the on the on the skateboards. Well, and you kind of laughed at me and made fun of me a little bit about this, but like I was saying that I love it when the home country is like doing really well mm-hmm. or the the host country is doing really well because you just know there's so much pride from that country. Like I would hope so. I, I feel like I hope America if we host the Olympics again would like we wouldn't. We would mess it up. We I don't think so. I don't think there is. Not to say that there's not country pride. I mean, there's country <laughs> pride, but but it's a matter of do people really in this country care about the Olympics? I think a very very small subset, and then mm-hmm. you have a slightly larger subset who wants to say they care about the Olympics because mm-hmm. it's a cool thing to say while the Olympics are going on. Yeah. Um, and then they always make that joke, like, ha, 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 I wish they had the, the couch potato Olympics. And oh, we're all supposed to laugh. Yeah. Like, that's still funny. It's not funny. <laughs> Although I would win. Anyway. But I feel like countries that are much smaller and more um, um, not, not as up to speed as the United States would be more proud. I can agree with you there because they can see someone – on the world stage representing their country and they're like yeah our country's not perfect it's not as as economically uh viable or or whatever but hell we're there on the world stage and that's our guy or that's our girl Mm -hmm. like do you know the story of the jamaican bobsledders no yeah my mom is obsessed with the jamaican bobsledders and i think they only did like one run and this was back in i think the 90s and there's a movie. It's called Cool Runnings. I've never seen it, but she talks about it all the time. This is how I know. But okay, you would Mom. never think that you know Jamaica would have a bobsledding team because they don't have any snow. Well, yeah, that that was my. I was I was putting the two together. The brain cells yeah. were finally connecting. I was like, oh wait, Jamaican. I okay. don't. I think they. I think they practiced in Jamaica, um, but they didn't. They just put wheels on the. Uh, but I mean, anyway, they made it to the Olympics. To snow, right? Huh? Sand is similar to snow in texture. There's a lot of friction, I guess. But, but anyway, they made it to the Olympics. They didn't win. They lost. They crashed. 
Um, it doesn't matter. You th- made it. Yeah, that's still one of the amazing stories. Or this other one. Um, this guy, um, he was a skier. There's a whole movie about him. But he's this kind of like loser kind of guy. And he, you know, he's not doing much with his life. And all he wants to do is be a professional Olympic skier. And he sets his mind to it. And he makes it to the, the Canadian Olympics. Again, back in the 90s, I think, mm-hmm. or, or, or late 80s. And he does one jump. And then he does another jump even further. But he didn't even practice for the even further jump. But he still makes it. I mean, he gets last place. But, but he's matter. like a media phenomenon because he's just like this guy who, who has very limited training, but he's just passionate about it. I feel like that's what people want to see in the Olympics. Yes. That's, that's way it's more. It's not there anymore. And again, I'm not... N- you know me. I'm not knocking a good protest or a good mm-hmm. statement being but made. It's all the time. It's all the time already. Mm-hmm. And then to just see it, like kind of like you said, just hammering it home again during the Olympics. Yeah. Like I, I just I. There's a term that we use in. I think a lot of people use it, but primarily in social work. Like mm-hmm. I can't remember it now. But basically, like when you're beat over the head so many times by causes and Mm -hmm. and things that you are supposed to care about not that you shouldn't care about them but things to care about it makes you basically numb to all of them and i feel mm -hmm. like that's how our country has gotten it's like we are so overwhelmed in the media Mm -hmm. by you have to care about this but you have to care about that Mm -hmm. but you also have to care about this which contradicts this Mm -hmm. and it just makes it hard it's no wonder we're all exhausted i think that's because in an, on a normal circumstance, a protest is something outside of the norm because something extreme happened or, or something that was wildly outside of the norm happened. And you're like, whoa, that's bad. We should be protesting. But if you're protesting every single day about every single thing, that becomes the norm. And then you're just like, okay, so what if that happened? That happens all the time. That's the norm. Why are you protesting? So I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's just you're beaten over the head with it. Yeah. It becomes the norm, and you no longer care. As and much as you should. It's not to say that these things were protesting. <laughs> we should just be like, oh, well, that's that's what happens, and, yeah. and la-di-da. But, but it's like you said, when, when you're seeing it over and over and over again, when you're protesting against this, and you're protesting mm-hmm. against that, and you're protesting for this, it's like, is there anything that we're not protesting or making a statement about no it's like the it's like my rant about the google doodles <laughs> i i am i firmly believe that the google doodles are the reason why we celebrate something every day international cupcake day or international the leaves are turning red day i saw a funny one earlier that i made me think about that rant and i was just like not gonna tell him about that one right now we just have a protest every single day and, or, or a cause that we have to care about so maybe we should incorporate them maybe we should start protesting national i was about to say national margarita day and i don't want to protest that one no one uh, would like you for that no one. no i wouldn't like me for that one um but yeah so we should protest our our national days we should i don't i do not celebrate them but this just continues to go on, and, and the author makes the case as to why the CBD or the THC should be should be legal under the WADA. And we have a whole video about that. Yeah. But the main takeaway from this, that what everyone was upset about, was that here Megan Rapinoe is, not to 
call her out by name, but she's the one doing it. Right. I'm sorry. If she can say the whatever blah 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 brand mm-hmm. CBD oil, you you can call her out. She can say that 18 times in an article. Yeah. You can call her out. Yeah. I'm, I mean, not trying to do it in a bad way, but here she is. What is, what is the term? Hawking? When you're just hawking, I guess you're you're, yeah. you're putting out a product. You're you're trying to make a lot of sales on it. Uh, but the p- problem people are having is the fact that Shikari Richardson is is banned, and she's not at the Olympics because she tested positive for THC, which it raises the question. Right? I mean, the thing to remember is that Megan Rapinoe, everyone's trying to attribute this to some sort of racism thing, but it doesn't make any sense because it's a matter of testing. Was Did Megan Rapinoe pass the test? Well, yes, because she's at the Olympics. Did Shikari Richardson not pass the test? No, she didn't pass the test, which is why she's not there. Do I think it's good for uh, Megan Rapinoe to then be selling, uh, uh, promoting THC or CBD products when everyone's already upset that Shikari Richardson isn't? It's kind of like a read the room situation. Read the room, yes, that's perfect. Like homegirl. Yeah, read (laughs) the room. You just had this whole thing go down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what else is there to say? Read the room. Right. It's not racist no no it could be racist if she failed the test and she was allowed to go yes that you can make that argument that could absolutely be an argument right it's still not okay for her to be selling this yeah when everyone's upset about shikari richardson yeah i mean at the end of the day and we even talked about this in our other uh video Mm -hmm. which we'll link down below if you haven't checked it out yet um that there's just not a lot of research on if the thc actually affects your performance right right and there is a lot of research that cbd has all these medicinal properties mm-hmm. but if you'll notice it's also still banned from these olympics no one's using it they've stopped their regimens oh for the olympics right, because it's banned because in it's tokyo. banned in tokyo so, right, so they can't even bring it in anyway they're still not using it they're still playing by the rules mm-hmm. now are they correct rules maybe maybe not that's a different right. argument but they're doing what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned earlier, you know, they're kind of stopping cold turkey. Maybe they didn't, but they probably didn't mm-hmm. to make sure that the effects or <clears throat> before they're testing mm-hmm. to be sure that the gummies weren't going to have an effect, even though they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. So they kind of went, I don't want to say she went about it wrong. She went about it the way she went about it. And that's fine. It's her statement. Mm-hmm. The, the first statement, I think, of, of the Olympics. But they went about it a different way. Again, do I agree? Read the room. Maybe maybe don't be hawking your product. Yeah, it's not the best thing to be doing. Yeah. But again, there's no, nothing wrong has been done, I don't think. No, Maybe I a little say. lack of tact, but... Yeah, yeah, nothing wrong has been done. It, yeah, it, yeah, I agree with you. So, that's what i got to say about that that's fine can, can we move on to my article now we can you are Yay. you've been excited about this i've been so excited about this you offered to let me go first um, and i was like no let's be serious and do a serious article first yeah so um, what is your obsession it's not an article? obsession it's a little bit of an it's obsession. not an obsession um i was searching for articles to talk about during the olympics mm-hmm. and this one caught my eye literally oh 
literally just photos of Tonga's hot flag bearer at the Tokyo Olympics. Because Ooh. let's not kid ourselves here, folks. That's the title of the article. After carrying his country's flag at the 2016 and 2018 games, I, I'm just going to call you PETA because I can't pronounce the rest of your name, has returned for the Tokyo Olympics. Ladies and all who are going to enjoy this, enjoy this moment. I, I don't see it. And that's fine. It's perfectly fine. But we're enjoying it. I, I've said this before. It, when I see him covered in oil, I just <laughs> the think oil. of I think of all the soap and washing that is required to get it off. I've been covered in oil-based like products that you 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 cover wood in before, and it takes forever to get it off. And I just. Anyway, this is okay. Jennifer's thing. She anyway, loves it. I'm Anyway, whatever. we've lost, like, all of our male viewers now, and yeah. I apologize for that. But if you've stuck around, I do have a larger point, I promise. Mm -hmm. um, but for now, let's just scroll through the lovely photos. Ooh, oh At Friday's, Friday's opening ceremony, he shared flag duty honors with Malia Paseca. Both are competing in Taekwondo. PETA, because that's what I'm going to call him. Um, has previously explained he covers himself in coconut oil, which is part of indigenous culture in Oceania and celebrates the symmetry of the human body. Oh, yes, my darling, you have some symmetry of your human body. I'm sorry, is that wrong? Uh, you can say whatever, whatever you want. I don't care. I'm just going to stop talking for a bit and let the pictures speak. The article continues. This isn't really much of an article. I'm going to... It's not. I'm not it's touting a... its journalism. It's a red carpet, give us a twirl kind of article. Yeah. Yeah. So, and just for old time's sake, here he is at the 2018 Winter Olympics where he competed as a skier. Oh, you are a man of many talents. So he's a skier? He's a skier and, and taekwondo. Oh. Look at you. Is he single? I mean, I... Think, I highly, I think you're searching for highly that answer. Doubt that. I, no, I highly no. doubt that. I highly doubt he is single. Um, and at the 2016 games in Rio de Janeiro, where he competed in Taekwondo, like just, just yes. Um, and then there's another article. It went into it a little bit about why he's covered in oil because that bothered Jack a lot that he was covered in oil. It just seems like a mess to me. I was imagining just you know him waking up in the morning and just his room is covered in oil from lathering and and the article about the oil is from 2016 when he first was debuted but I the suppose. bigger point here what was the bigger point oh, other than that's the other than the rippling abs and Hold the on. I wanted I wanted to read the funny oh okay the, okay. the funny tweet Tonga's flag bearer was so oily countries are looking to invade him that yeah that's actually pretty <laughs> I really liked that one um he explained, coconut oil is an integral part of indigenous Oceania body adornment. Typically, performers apply copious amounts of coconut oils as a celebration of the symmetry of the human body and a mark of ancestral identity. So it actually has a very cultural background. It's something very important to him. Um, they were making co coconut oil back. Is that what it said? It's a tribal thing to make coconut oil? Um a celebration of the symmetry of the human body and a mark of ancestral identity. So. 
So I would imagine that they had coconut oil. I don't know. I'm just thinking about how you would figure out to make coconut oil back then. But I guess they made it from olives. And so we'll, we'll just leave this photo up. Um, but no, it did spark a much bigger topic between me and Jack, uh, which I obviously do agree with. It's we, spawned from the swimsuit debacle. Yeah, the the statement again. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I am perfectly okay with everyone making the statements that they want to make, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to women's bodies and what you feel you should be allowed to wear mm-hmm. and not allowed to wear. So why is it okay for me as a woman? Not saying that it is, but some people would look at, at this portion of the video mm-hmm. of me oogling, for lack of a better term, this oily man, mm-hmm. and go, yep, that's, that's cool. That's what women do. But I'm not allowed to when it comes to the women's sports. I mean, forget oogling. You would be stoned to death. Don't even look at them. Yeah. So it definitely brings up some very, I want to use the word sexist, mm-hmm. but mostly just like a different hypocritical hypocritical yeah yeah. now i don't care if you want to ogle this guy that's like go for it that's what you're into that's what you find attractive that's fine this guy knows he's attractive he's covered himself in oil he's going to the olympics he knows he's gonna have these articles written about him and i'm playing this up a tad because he's oily and and very muscular so don't come at people and say oh the men are so evil and gross how dare you sexualize that woman's body because clearly buzz i'm sure buzzfeed somewhere i didn't look at it but Mm -hmm. i'm sure they somewhere have a whole article on why you shouldn't be mad that the swim team wants to wear shorts or this that or the other right and then in the same homepage, Mm -hmm. they have literally just pictures of this oily man now i'm sure if you reached out to buzzfeed and you said exactly what you just said and you wanted an explanation as to why they would flip-flop their beliefs they would say well the women have been objectified for so long that it's about time that we we um (laughs) That we objectify, that we objectify the, men the men just as much and kind of equal it out, which is not a good answer. That's not how equality works. Right. And of course, they're not going to say that. Well, but no. But the, jokingly, they would. Yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, that's not the point here. The point here mm-hmm. is we shouldn't be objectifying anyone. I, if you want to look at him, who cares? I, I don't have a problem with it. Like... I don't know if you're objectifying him. You just, you just think he's attractive. That's a natural and again, human response. The, and it was the point of right. how how much. It even said in the 2016 article that mm-hmm. he used this moment to like ask Disney to start funding scholarships for right. his country, and you know all these things. He took mm-hmm. that moment of fame right. and ran with it. Good, and that's great. That's fantastic. Which again, I guess is kind of what we're. Mm-hmm. We're skirting the. Well, that was a bad term. Mm-hmm. We're we're kind of like dissing the the other people making their movements for, mm-hmm. but I also think he was just doing this out of his cultural like norm. Yeah, That's he what he would yeah. naturally have done to represent his country. He mm-hmm. got a little famous for it, 
and use that to his advantage. And that's fantastic. That's mm -hmm. a great use of marketing yourself. But it's, I guess my question is, what does the media truly believe in? Because you have these articles that come out and say, don't look at the female athletes this way, but you can look at the male athletes this way. And so it, it's really, what the heck do you guys actually believe in? Because if they I don't said, think they know anymore. if they had the same message for both people, I could say, oh yeah, I, I trust you. I believe what you're saying is exactly the, what you believe. You're saying, don't objectify the women, don't objectify the men. I believe in what you're saying. But then when That's you have a different response to a different sex, I'm like, I don't believe you. Which again, I don't care if you objectify this guy. The guy's hot. I mean, I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't swing that way, but I know what an attractive man looks like. I'm not dumb. Yeah, it's still a little questionable on the oil, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like that's gonna be a pain. And it's but. just a mess. It's just a mess to me. <laughs> but see, I told you that I had a much broader argument. Mm -hmm. I actually dignified myself after a little bit of drool that probably yeah. went down my cheek. So, because I remember, I don't know if it was BuzzFeed or not, but there was probably. an article back in 2016, I think, and it was like a picture. It was just like a picture of all the male swim. Uh, the uh, swimnists, swimmers, <laughs> swimmers, <laughs> the swimnists, the swimnists. It was all the male swimmers. Never calling them anything else. And they were lined up, and it was just a picture of their crotches, and like the the whole like article was just like twit a Twitter thread of all these like thirsty girls, and just like, oh look at those swim trunks. Oh They're my so lord! Bold. Yes. If you had done that with like the female swim team's uh, butts. Yes. So it's like, what do you believe in? And again, I'm not saying we should be telling that. I'm definitely not saying we should be taking mm -hmm. pictures of the female swimmers' butts right. and posting them on a BuzzFeed article. But if I say that, then I equally cannot say, oh, yeah, the crotches of the male swim team is totally fine. Like, you're still invading mm -hmm. people's privacy right. and their bodies. Mm -hmm. And that's why people don't take these issues seriously. Because you don't take yourself seriously. Yeah. Not you, but the people the, that, that are just hypocrites. Yeah. And you gave me a little crap for finding a BuzzFeed article, but oh well, because I, I knew because I this was this is a typical BuzzFeed article. Oh yes, they, yes. I, like I said, I was not touting its journalism. Mm -hmm. I did not think it was the end all be all. I just liked the pictures. Now we have said that you know when it comes to the swimsuits, um, I'm all for wearing whatever you want. Absolutely. But you also have to understand that if you decide to wear. Um, something that's longer or something that adds more friction you should be aware that it could negatively affect your performance and that's on you yeah and hopefully they have already been practicing in this because mm -hmm. to me again it kind of seems like if we're doing one thing during practice mm -hmm. and then another thing again just to make a statement right. then it's not really about what you're wearing is okay. it it's about making a statement right and we kind of brought that up earlier um but yeah you're right so we were kind of i don't think we elaborated on it yeah. earlier but if you are wearing what was it what was the the unitard versus oh, the, the unitard versus the leotard was what we were talking about last night if you are wearing the leotard during practice and then you decide you want to wear the unitard at the games 
and we're not Olympic athletes. Mm-hmm. We're definitely not gymnasts. We don't know that it would cause too, too much of a difference, right. but we're assuming that it probably would. Right, because there's a reason they wear these things. It's not just for, for aerodynamics, right. for lack of a better term. And if you get a worse time when you're competing because you're wearing the unitard, because you wanted to make a statement, then why should you have gone to the Olympics in the first place when someone practiced in the leotard? Unitard. Leotard. The leotard is the one they don't want to wear. Okay. And then you would have worn the leotard at the games, and you would have gotten a better time than the person who decided to make a statement wearing the unitard. Mm, Okay. Then the person making a statement cheated you out of what you were uh, of, of the other person yeah if you're following along it makes sense maybe back it up go through it a little bit slower go through it one or two times but i, I think <laughs> we've finally ended on if you are whatever you qualify in should be what you wear at the games yes because if you decide to make a statement by wearing something else and you get a worse time you're cheating someone else out who wouldn't have made a statement And we don't know, again. We always admit that we're wrong or would or where we don't have the knowledge. We did not look it up. I don't even know if we could find that information Mm -hmm. on what they qualified in. Right. Maybe they did. Maybe they still got the absolute highest score. Maybe that's what they practice Mm -hmm. in. Maybe Mm -hmm. because that's what they're comfortable in. And power to you. And again, power to your statement. That's fine. But in a... When we're talking about, oh, this THC could improve your performance, Mm -hmm. so you can't go because you're cheating someone out who Mm -hmm. may not have used that product, you're cheating someone out who may have gotten, again, go back to A better time. A better time. Like, are we doing it for the right reasons? Are we Mm -hmm. using the Olympics the way they're supposed to be? That's why I just can't care about the Olympics. Yeah, I know. People just don't really care. No, no. We uh, we care about the statements, and we care about the uh, sexy, oily bods. We do care Somebody about sexy those. radio voice. <laughs> voice. Okay. Um, unfortunately, ladies and all those other people who Gents. are in all the other people enjoying this photo, yeah. like me, um, we're moving on. We have one final. Um, article and this is about Simone Biles I think it came out today Um, and it's about how Simone Biles felt that the weight of the Olympics was too much and I guess she had some sort of I don't know anxiety attack or or, or something we'll read about it yeah but anyway she dropped out of the out of the Olympic team or the the gymnast team I believe Mm mm-hmm So this is from the New York Times so uh, Simone Biles in the weight of perfection. Simone Biles, the greatest gymnast of all time, who has used her influence to speak out against injustices, arrives at her second Olympics prepared to soar above the sport's devastating recent history. Is she really the the, the greatest uh, gymnast of all time? I know they I usually say that so. about everybody. Is she really? Okay. I don't know. I don't know anything about gymnastics. Um, in the many months leading up to the summer, uh, the summer Olympics, Uh, Simone Biles couldn't wait. Not for them to start, but for them to end. That sounds so dramatic. That's a terrible way to start it. My first question is, should you really be competing then if you don't want to be there? 
I mean, hope, we have to read all I hope pieces. that's just a terribly written article. Y- yeah. Thanks, New York Times. She didn't want to be there. Then then you're not going to be in the best headspace to compete, and you probably shouldn't go. No yeah. offense, but... Yeah. No, I mean, it's like the gold standard. It's where everyone wants to be. Right. That's the highest you get, to my knowledge, for a gymnast. And again, is, it goes back to our point. Like, someone else wanted to be there, too. Yeah. So maybe, you know, you had Simone Biles, who's number one. Right. This person who's number two. This person who's number three. Okay, all three of you get to go. And you have number four, who is maybe only slightly better Mm -hmm. than number three. And now Simone Biles has dropped out. Mm -hmm. Number four could have gone. And maybe number four could have won the Olympics. It could have been, like, the underdog who has that success story. Absolutely. Like, we don't know. And now maybe we'll never know. Right. So I just find it unfair kind of like we've been saying it is i mean and but let's read on maybe maybe there's something that will sway us and 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 we'll be less it just kind of and again i'm not gonna tout anybody's statements Mm -hmm. if you want to make them go for it and i'm definitely not gonna hate on mental health that is a serious thing that is overlooked so much in this country but it's something that should have been thought of before. It sounds like another statement that we're making. Like, oh, now I'm going to quit because of mental health. And it's so stressful. No, we don't know. We have to read the rest of it. Okay. Maybe she really is going through something. And and, and, and I'm sure she is. But. So the just, weight she carried as the face of the sport has become a burden. And the, and, and, and the wear and tear on her body had become what she called unreal. With the pain in her ankles making every excru every excruciating step a reminder of how unforgiving gymnastics could be was she in this amount of pain before she went that's my question didn't you weren't you feeling this way but i guess it's that pressure from being the face of the sport forced her to go but my argument is that there's okay she's the face of the sport but it's not the only sport there's other faces of other sports who have just as much pressure. A- anyway, anyway. In a telephone interview about a week before leaving for the Tokyo Games, she was asked to name the happiest moment of her career. Honestly, probably my time off, she said. Okay. Sorry to interrupt again. Right. Do you, do you know when I'm happiest at my job? Five o'clock when I get to leave. Yeah. Is my job wonderful? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is my job hard? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it rewarding? Also, yeah. Am I always happy to go home? Absolutely. That's the point of doing the job, is to live your life outside of the job. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's different when it's gymnastics because, you know, that is something that kind of takes over your entire life. All of these sports kind of mm-hmm. take over your entire life. Eating and exercising and flipping everything i mean but that's the point of course everybody's happier when they're not doing their job right yeah i'm happiest like i'm not a gymnast but i go to the gym and i'm happiest when i'm done when you're done at the gym yeah i don't i don't anyway continue uh coming from the most decorated gymnast in history is she really though uh, again, See, I, I, know I think so. Yes, yeah, she's won, like, I think more than anybody, especially okay. at her age. Okay, that's pretty good. Uh, a woman who's revolutionized the sport. It was a striking comment. Five years ago, Biles did everything her sport in her country asked her to. 
Sporting a red, white, and blue bow in her hair, she helped the United States women's gymnastics team secure its third consecutive team Olympic gold medal, and then won three individual gold medals in the all-around, the vault, and the floor exercise. She emerged from those games as America's sweetheart, the itchy sash placed on every great American female gymnast. What? Like, it's a bad thing to be named America's sweetheart? I guess. I guess, I guess it comes with a lot of pressure. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can agree with that. Like, if you look at, I don't know, Britney Spears or Paris Hilton or any one of those individuals who just has the media, like a paparazzi. Yeah. They seem miserable. Okay, I can agree with that. Um, then, only weeks after she returned from Rio came the revelation that the people responsible for protecting gymnasts and safeguarding the integrity of the sport had failed uh, catastrophically to do either, revealing an entrenched culture of physical and emotional abuse. USA Gymnastics had looked the other way uh, as Lawrence G. Nassar, a longtime national team doctor, molested hundreds of female athletes, including many of Biles' teammates. And though it took time for her to realize it, Biles herself. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, and I was reading something else as well (laughs) yesterday or sometime, maybe earlier today. She has actually created her own gym and her own, like, her own brand, I guess, Hmm. to help young female gymnasts in a place, in a environment that they will be safe because of what happened to her and her teammates so yeah, that's fantastic. it has made her into like a major activist hey good which again can be exhausting right and i totally get where she's coming from mm-hmm. but didn't you maybe realize all of this before now right so what you're saying is sure these are really great things that you're doing it's fantastic but it's obviously going to be hard is it this are you in the place that you should be to compete exactly and and maybe you already have all the all the decorations from Mm -hmm. the olympics Mm -hmm. you're doing all these amazing things maybe focus on one and not all of them maybe you're just overwhelming yourself maybe so i don't know Uh, Biles had dedicated herself to gymnastics, sacrificing a normal life of school, dances, football games, and friends for the grinding pursuit of perfection. After bringing gold medals to USA Gymnastics as the governing body had wanted, she inspired countless girls of color to take up the traditionally white sport and become the face of gymnastics around the world. She also came to believe that her sport didn't care for her at all. Despite everything we just read? whatever Uh. and and again with with the trauma right that's fair that's fair it's valid yeah but you're calling her america's sweetheart and betrayed in the same sentence the sentence doesn't work (laughs) right i would say that the 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 committee or whoever's in charge of usa gymnastics failed her the sport didn't fail her but the, the 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 people overseeing what was going the on the environment right 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 uh, she has uh, that that's what my thing with these journalists who who author these articles I I've, I've always felt as if they got a, a an English degree and they wanted to be the next great author but then they ended up working for a newspaper so they have to write paragraph after paragraph of just illustrating I'm something sorry you're in school how many buzzwords thesaurus 
like crap i read one of your sentences one time mm-hmm. uh, one time in your in your paper right. and it said the same word like four times in different words i'm not the best writer i tend to use the same words over and over but it was obvious you were meeting a word count so oh, yeah. Yeah, don't, yeah absolutely don't knock that's them true yeah, for okay. the everyone okay. does that we all ma- we fluffed we all fluffed in school but sometimes you have these articles that are just paragraph after paragraph and then but the the facts or the details that actually matter are just very small. Like, I don't remember which one it was, but one of our videos we were doing the other day, and we just kept reading, and we were like, does this thing ever end? Because well, it was that just the one saying about Michigan or whatever? Maybe. Anyway. Anyway, it was one of them. And it was about the, I just want to get to the point. And sometimes I feel like the embellishment gets in the way of the actual narrative. It hand. does. Absolutely. And sometimes maybe it could distort what is trying to be conveyed. You could make a point a lot simpler and more concise. Right. So. Anyway. And again, I'm not hating. I right. apparently write extremely long sentences where my reader does not get to breathe, according to my English teacher grandmother. Mm. Yeah. My sentences go on forever. So I, I can't say anything. I've just started using commas appropriately, so... <laughs> I, that's my problem. I love commas. Yeah. I'll comma up a storm. Gotta anyway. start using those semicolons. But, semicolons um, are great, too. Uh, she has said she feels betrayed, and that makes the initial trauma even worse. Yet she has managed to set aside those feelings and harness the newfound power of an independent black woman who knows her worth and answers to no one. No longer just a sweetheart. She has joined top black female athletes like Naomi Osaka and Serena, Serena Williams in flexing her influence in sports and society. I've always been curious what happened to Venus Williams. Is this article really 10 pages? I hope not. In a show of defiance and resilience in a sport that has long demanded obedience from its young athletes, Biles is the only Nassar survivor, at least the only one who has come forward publicly, who will compete in Tokyo. I'm going to go out there and represent the USA, represent World Champion Center, and represent black and brown girls over the world. She said in a telephone interview, at the end of the day, I'm not representing USA Gymnastics. Last month, after winning a record seventh national championship, Biles got a tattoo on her collarbone. It is just four words from a Maya Angelou poem about self-confidence and black pride in the face of oppression. The words can also be read as her athletic credo as she launches herself off each apparatus in an effort to become the first female gymnast in half a century to win back two, no, back-to-back titles in the Olympics all around. Does this discuss her quitting the team? I'm not sure. I think this is just outlining oh this is just a cover about her well that's our bad right so oh wow it goes really into it goes very it goes very very deep i could have sworn that one talked about let's see well you didn't finish the sentence so i'm going to her tattoo says and still i rise which i like that and i think that's beautiful in the face of everything she's overcome so let's see here. I've pulled up this article Meanwhile, from the Hill. Meanwhile, we'll go back to my article for <laughs> the interim. So let's see. So this is the update that I, I really wanted to get to. 
Simone Biles withdrew from her team's competition at the Tokyo Games because of her mental health. Which, after reading the article by the New York Times... Kind of makes a little more sense. She has a lot of history that would um, contribute to a mental health... I don't know if you would say problem, but... Mental health. Yeah. I mean, mental health problems, it's fine. It's not a bad word, you can say it. Well, I don't know what the correct word is. Um, Simone Biles withdrew from her team's competition at the Tokyo Games, but it was not because she was physically injured. Team USA's women's gymnastics went on to win the silver medal without Biles after she decided to drop out for mental health reasons. Taking inspiration from tennis star Naomi Osaka, who withdrew from the French Open in May and once more at Wimbledon in July, Biles is focusing on her mental well-being before competing as the head star. There's more to life than just gymnastics, Biles told reporters, but she's competing. Like, she's at the competition. Yeah, that's kind of what... It's not the it, best time. It's still just frustrating. Like, didn't you realize this before now? Before qualifying, before training for the last five years? At qualifying. Like, at that point, didn't you go, man, do I really want to do this? And again, I've never dedicated my life to something so maybe, emphatically. But I don't know. Maybe she wanted to lose. Like maybe she did it because she wanted to go, but she didn't want to win because then she could just take the L and still be famous. Like if she didn't go at all, then she'd lose everything. But she had to at least go to still be recognized. And then I hope it's not that. I don't want to say nefarious, but like I hope it's not that nefarious. I hope I hope maybe this sounds terrible, but like mm -hmm. I hope it was truly just like oh crap, do I really want to do this? In a in a <laughs> maybe it took like the next biggest moment of her life to be like, oh mm -hmm. no. But again, like she's like, on the balance beam and she just has this epiphany that I shouldn't be here or I don't want to be here. And then now the team has gone on to, to only win silver. Right. Not saying anything about the other athletes. I'm sure they're great. And obviously they won the silver, which is fantastic. But did you kind of screw your team a little bit? A little bit. The next sentence uh, is, is quoting her and it says, It's very unfortunate that it happened at this stage because I definitely wanted to, it to go a little bit better. Take it one day at a time and we're going to see how the rest goes. The 24-year-old gymnast, to quote, will be assessed daily to determine medical clearance for future competitions, according to the New York Post, uh, adding that her departure was initially listed as an unspecified medical issue. We're going to take it a day at a time and see what happens, she said. I have to focus on my mental health. I Which just don't trust myself as much anymore. I don't know if it's my age. I'm just more nervous when I do gymnastics. I feel like I'm also not having as much fun and i know this olympics game uh, i i and i know this olympic games i wanted it to be for myself and i'm still doing it for other people while she did leave the team's competition biles is expected to compete in all the oh, in the all around competition which begins on thursday and the four gold medalists will compete as an individual in other apparatus events. 
I'm sorry. I don't. I'm obviously not and would never knock anyone with mental health right. things. Everyone experiences that differently. Every Everything looks different for different mm-hmm. people. So you're not going to compete in the team one. But you're going to. But you're going to compete in the individuals. Yes, yeah, so that's what it says. That's and I, says. I get, you know, okay, I'm going to do this for me and I'm going to focus on this. But if you're on an Olympic team, now is not really the time to make that decision. I'm right. not going to knock Simone Biles again because, I mean, you do you, boo. Mm-hmm. Whatever you got to do for your mental health. You went through terrible, terrible things and still overcame. Right. But you kind of just – it doesn't sound good <laughs> to it, me. It doesn't. It sounds like – it sounds like all of these things were going on before she even got to the games. And now she's dropping her team, but still going to compete for herself. Now, if you want to say that the night before I had an episode and I'm not in the right headspace or something terrible happens and I'm not in the right headspace yeah, and I can't go on, I can't compete. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Whatever. That's fine. That's understandable. But if all of this was happening before you actually get to the competition, and then you still go on to compete, but decide not to compete with the other people that need you. To me, it kind of just seems like a dick move. (laughs) I'm sorry. To, to me, okay, and again, everyone experiences, experiences things differently. Right. I don't have the same experiences as her. To me, though, focusing on myself mm-hmm. and things that make me happy and, oh, gymnastics just doesn't make me happy anymore, yeah. That's that says focus on other things. Maybe mm-hmm. focus on the aspects of gymnastics that you do still love, like helping younger girls, being mm-hmm. an inspiration. But you're like, oh, it just doesn't make me happy anymore, so I'm not going to do the team competition, but I'm going to go get my gold medals in the individuals. That, doesn't that circle back to what we were saying at the very beginning? The, Olympics game, the Olympic Games have devolved into being something that unites people, that everyone can get behind, and has just become a place for people to advertise themselves. Like with these CBD gummies. Yes, get your, was it Mendy CBD Mindy CBD gummies. gummies. We're not per- touting them at all. We don't know we anything about them. We need sponsors. Yeah, Mindy, if you want to sponsor, we will <laughs> tout you. We will absolutely do it after we just ripped on you for like 20 minutes. Oh, I don't think we ripped on her. We were cool with her. Um, we were cool with all that. We're cool with her sister and her, and her product placement. We will uh, absolutely product place them. Um, anyway. I don't know. It. I want to be sympathetic. I really, really, really do. The, the one of the last sentences says, "When Bio left her team, she stated that her team cried and were freaking out." Then how do you go on to compete by yourself when they're freaking out and crying? They're gonna hate your guts. Wow. I'm sorry. It's just. It sounds. It's just not a good look. No. It sounds bad. It just sounds bad. Um, but hey, 
We mentioned the 13 and 14 year old skateboarders who are doing fantastic. They're Absolutely. awesome. They're not trying to sell you anything. They're not yeah, making a not statement. This year. Check them out. No, they're their awesome. video is super awesome. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll be able to link to it down below. If not, just, yeah, just look for it. It's pretty amazing. I, I was very impressed. I know nothing about skateboarding, but it was awesome. And if you hate us, if you agree with us, comment down below. If you hate us, be nice, because yeah. we don't take criticism well. Uh, I do. I do. You, okay. know, you do all this. Well, I don't. Right. I'll cry. So, yeah. anyway. Well, don't don't leave your team. <laughs> I won't. I, I won't leave my team. Um, so, like and subscribe. Comment. Oh, we said that. Yeah. Um, Ring the bell is the next one. <clears throat> oh, yeah. For yeah. the notifications, if you like what we post. Um, we will post a couple of the other videos we mentioned our videos if you want to check those out if you haven't already and um happy olympics is that a thing people say um sure will be when it's a it'll be a google doodle and then we'll have to say happy olympics happy olympics um see you later we'll see you next time